Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joining me today is J.D. Piquel, national analyst for On3. You may see a lot of his videos uh, talking about the breakdowns. He's broken down uh, Steve Sarkeesian's offense for us uh, at Texas. Also looked into uh, what it means to have Bijan uh, and Xavier Worthy in the same uh, grouping. Uh, but uh, J.D. is going to talk a little uh, Saturday conversation with us, something we started here uh, about a couple weeks ago or a month ago now where I like to get somebody on that I don't talk to all the time, but gives everybody a sense of what's going on, not only at Texas, but around the country. And uh, J.D. certainly fits that bill. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a few games here, including ULM at Texas, 7 o'clock tonight on Longhorn Network. Or if you happen to be listening to this or driving or at your house watching, uh, it'll uh, be one of those things you see tonight at 7 o'clock on LHM season opener. Texas uh, taking on uh, Louisiana Monroe. J.D., a lot of good games uh, for this first Saturday, I think. Uh, there are a few marquee ones. Oregon, Georgia is a big one. Uh, it ends uh, sort of the big name marquee matchups in with uh, Notre Dame going to Ohio State. Uh, what do you think of the big game matchups this first weekend? Uh, any, any overall thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's going to be fascinating. It's funny because week one, we all kind of have our preconceived notions and assumptions about how this team's going to look and how they don't look. And I mean, we saw a season ago, if they were playing, the, you know, if they were deciding the college football playoff before the season started and giving out the Heisman Trophy, Spencer Rattler would have won it and Oklahoma would have been in the playoff. So it's just, you know, it's the talking season is now officially over with. We're going to finally get to see what these teams look like. But uh, very, very excited, especially for that Georgia-Oregon matchup. Yeah, let's let's start with that one. Let's let's talk about it because it's the defending national champs. Uh, Georgia uh, is hosting. Oh no, it's excuse me, they're not hosting. <laughs> um, even though the game is in Atlanta, and Oregon has to travel all the way from uh, Eugene, Oregon, over to Atlanta, it's actually considered a neutral site game because I think it's the Chick Fil A Classic. Uh, the defending national champs, number ranked number three in the preseason, seventeen point favors favorites over Oregon. Uh, the number 11 ranked Ducks. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah, well, one team has an hour and a half bus ride. The other has about a six-hour plane flight. So you tell me what's neutral about that. But when it comes down to that game, a lot of it hinges on Bo Nix. Obviously, he's no stranger to playing Kirby Smart from his days at Auburn. The assumption is he's going to be the starter, even though that hasn't officially been confirmed in Eugene. I think his ad-libbing is something to really watch for in this game because eight new starters for that Georgia defense. And they're all going to be dudes. They're all going to have tons of ability, tons of talent. But when the play breaks down and it comes down to a little bit of a communication thing of, hey, we've played together, so we know exactly where my guy's going to be when this coverage breaks down, they're not going to necessarily have that in spades. I know they have that from scrimmages and the spring game and things like that. But in an 11-on-11 setting, when the games are counting, I think that could be something to keep an eye on. So I think ultimately his ad-libbing keeps them in the game early. But at the end of the day, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. I think the ad living also leads to a few turnovers. I like Georgia win that game. Yeah, I do too. And I think that the interesting part, Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, obviously returns. Uh, he's going to have a steady hand of that offense. And I kind of wonder just how much Georgia's big guys are going to wear down the West Coast guys, right? Um, that typically is what happens in these matchups. They start off fairly even. And then by the third, fourth quarter, uh, the SEC guys, the big dogs in the SEC, SEC start leaning on those guys a little bit, and, and the the uh, the the game gets uh, decided at that point. 
Yeah, not to mention Brock Bowers, too, another big human being who I don't know if anybody in the country can match up with him, but I definitely don't think anybody on the Oregon sideline can match up with him. That's no disrespect to Oregon, but, I mean, they just have a lot of freaks over there in Athens. So I think they're going to be okay to, to win that game. I don't know if they cover the 17, but I do think they win that game pretty handily. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, you brought Bowers, the tight end, that was just all world for them uh, a year ago. All right, let's go to the second game I want to talk about. And uh, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be a Longhorn channel if we weren't also keeping our eyes somewhat on what the Sooners are doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, mm-hmm. While Oregon and Georgia's playing on ABC, uh, Oklahoma uh, and Brent Venable's opener hosts UTEP on Fox. Uh, OU prohibitive favorite here. Not surprising there. Um, game starts at 2, 2.30 Central. Um, Dylan Gabriel also transfer in. That's going to be interesting. Jeff Levy's got the offense uh, going for the Sooners. We'll have to see exactly what that means. Uh, but I talked to somebody that went to a scrimmage uh, for Oklahoma or to watch Oklahoma. They said the offense looked really, really sharp under Dylan hmm. Gabriel. And that's kind of what I'm watching for in this game is, okay, Oklahoma is going to win this game, right? If they cover the spread, who knows, who cares? But how far along is Oklahoma in this first year under Brent Venables? And how quickly does that marriage hit the ground running between Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel, who – Remember, they have some history. I mean, they, they did some good things in Dylan Gabriel's freshman year at UCF. A lot of their success in 2022, for me at least, rides on how quickly that reaches its final form. Is there some growing pains against UTEP? Do we see turnovers? Is it sloppy and we don't get it together by week six? Or is it just like you said in that scrimmage, hey, they're firing all cylinders. They're going to be a player in the Big 12. I'm excited to see that. But ultimately, if we're picking this game, Bobby, surprise, surprise, I got the Sooners. Yeah, and my, my question here it, for the Sooners is really going to be about their defense, too. I think you know what you're going to get kind of with this Art Bryles-esque type of offense that Jeff Levy mm-hmm. is bringing to uh, to uh, Norman. The question is, how quickly can Brent Venables put his imprint on the Sooners' D? Um, because he is going to be an improvement there over time, in my opinion, because he's going to make them a more defensive-focused team. But the question is, you know, what what does that really, really mean? Yeah, and also, I mean, what's he like as a head coach? Because he's used to being that super hands-on guy. I mean, we've seen him as, you know, his get-back guys grabbing him by the belt loop and trying to pull him back onto the sideline. And now he's a little bit more in, you would assume, kind of that CEO role. He's managing the program. I know he's still going to be pretty hands-on with the defense. But, I mean, titles do mean something in college football. And how much does that impact his involvement there but I'm with you excited to see what this looks like as it matures and we're going to get a good look at the first edition of it if you will uh today uh talking to uh, JD Piquel national analyst for on three going over some games going to talk the Longhorns in here in a second uh please hit the like uh button and subscribe to this channel uh we'd appreciate it uh JD one that just came, became more interesting to Texas fans a game is over in the swamp uh I tell you what Utah, number seven, uh, defending uh, Pac-12 champs, goes to Florida. Uh, Florida unranked. It's Billy Napier's first game. 
The reason why it's all of a sudden became more interesting to Texas fans, well, uh, Cedric Baxter, the nation's number one running back, is taking an unofficial visit, we believe, to Florida this weekend. Uh, Utah favored by three going to the Swamp. This is a really interesting game. Uh, Cam Rising, the former Texas quarterback, is the starter uh, at Utah now. You know, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, another first-year head coach getting a, a big game at home with a team like Utah coming to town who in a lot of ways sort of feels like a more, I don't want to say finished product, but they're farther along in their process as a program than Florida is, who's obviously laying down those first couple bricks today. But I'm really fascinated to see how does Utah – approach a game like this with the heat and the humidity because Utah's identity is, hey, we're going to be nasty. We're going to be physical. We know who we are. We're going to run the ball, play tough defense. How much does that travel to a place like the Swamp? And how much is that impacted by the heat and humidity and, and them playing their game? Because the other part of this is we don't really know a ton about what Anthony Richardson is going to do as the guy there at Florida. I know they've been raving about him this offseason, had a great spring camp, had a great fall camp. Now it's time to actually play games. Is all of that hype legitimate? And if it is, if he is living up to that Kyle Whittingham kind of billing he gave him of being Cam Newton, well, then Florida may end up winning this game. So it's going to be really interesting. I think very telling for us about where both programs are at, obviously, with a great matchup like this game one. I still like Utah to win this game. I think they end up covering as well just because of the identity. I think Florida's going to be fine. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be really good. But in game one, to play an experienced team, 17 of 22 starters back, I think Utah wins this game. Yeah, and the only thing I will say is the the, the heat is different in the swamp than it is in Utah. So yep. watch for what that means in the second half of that game down there. Because I tell you what, Utah's also at elevation. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that, that people need to be uh, careful of. That's at uh, 6 o'clock Central. Uh, and you can catch that on ESPN. Uh, probably the marquee game of the day uh, is Notre Dame uh, going to Ohio State. Notre Dame's first-year coach again, uh, Marcus Freeman, goes to his alma mater of Ohio State. Uh, you know, look, these two guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, they, you could make an argument that they both could be in the, the college football playoffs this year if Notre Dame can find an offense. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, but in, in this situation, Ohio State, we know has an offense, and they're mm -hmm. favored by 17. Put a little bit of offense down there, don't they? Yeah, 17 yeah, they points. <laughs> they got some guys that will play on Sundays. But for me, it comes down to, especially for Notre Dame, can they throw that first punch? Can they sort of get Ohio State back on their heels? And even more importantly, can they have the ability to play with the lead? Because if, if they can play with the lead and they can kind of take the air out of the football, then they can sort of slowly but surely shorten the game, run the football, let that offensive line eat, which is the strength of this offense, and take a lot of things off a of first-year quarterback in Tyler Buckner. Because you look at all the external circumstances, okay, road game, first game for the head coach, first start for the quarterback. A lot of things are favoring Ohio State, especially on the defensive side. So to try and equalize that early is going to be crucial. 
But on the flip side of things, if Ohio State jumps out to a 10-point lead, 14-point lead early, uh, watch out. Things could get ugly there in Columbus. So I like Ohio State to win. But if Notre Dame is going to win, I think that's how they do it. Before we get to uh, the Texas uh, ULM game, I want to ask you, uh, you're, the na- you're a national analyst. I want to ask you to handicap uh, the uh, Heisman race. You cannot put Spencer Sanders on that, uh, on that uh, list after his uh, game on Thursday night. Uh, it just went crazy. Uh, but, J.D., uh, who, who are your top four or five right now uh, as we head into the season for the Heisman? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to give you a boring answer here, Bobby. Unfortunately, I think I got to go with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Caleb Williams is a guy to watch, and then Will Anderson. But if we're talking about some of those guys down in Austin that have a chance, obviously, huge question mark about Queen Ewers. I don't think anybody is saying he's going to win the Heisman at this point in the year. But if they get that marquee win week two against Alabama, I would imagine that's him playing very well. They have a lot of weapons on this offense. Um, I think B. John Robinson is a guy who they're going to ask to obviously play really well this season, be the heart and soul of this offense. So uh, in terms of Longhorns that have a chance to make it to, uh, to excuse me, to New York, I think B. John Robinson's probably the guy that you're eyeing the closest. But those are my four. Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud with a sprinkling of Will Anderson with some uh, some guilt votes from last year. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, I got to say this. I'm not so sure that Jameer Gibbs at Alabama won't be a dark horse. Uh, the running back that transferred in from um, from uh, uh, Georgia Tech, just that that Alabama offense is just loaded with skill guys and uh, their defense. Uh, not only is Will Anderson there, but Dallas Turner as well. Longhorns host uh, Alabama, of course, next weekend, a week from today. Uh, so we'll get going on that. Now let's talk uh, Texas versus Louisiana Monroe. Uh, the Longhorns at seven o'clock on LHN, favored by thirty-seven and a half. You know, Louisiana Monroe from the Sun Belt Conference, Texas and the Big 12, both teams not good last year. Monroe, four and eight. Texas, five and seven. Texas did show a little bit more life on offense at times a year ago, uh, but both teams had really, really bad defenses. Uh, your, Your thoughts on this game? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just excited to see Texas take the field after all of the talking that's gone on during the offseason. I'm sure Texas is excited about that, too, because there's been all these conversations about NIL and Transfer Portal and how Texas is using that and the culture and, you know, just so much that I'm sure everybody in that locker room is like, can we just play football and get to this 2022 season? I think that's going to be really telling for how they take the field, how they play defense. Um, who are the leaders on this team and how do they show themselves in a game-like scenario? Obviously, enormous question mark with probably an exclamation mark next to it with Quinn Ewers and how he looks in game one. So uh, I I think the biggest thing that I want to see from Quinn Ewers in in this game doesn't have to light the world on fire statistically because it'll be a game where hopefully he's watched in the third and fourth quarter. But for Quinn Ewers, can you look in command? So we're getting lined up okay. Operation is clean. It's not a lot of delay of games, not a lot of false starts. Cadence is clean. Everything's good to go. And then in addition to that, are you making the right decisions? So you're going the right place with the football. We're not having to talk about this the next day in film or a Monday in film saying, 
hey, Quinn, man, this is a day one read. Why are you missing this? So stuff like that to where the building blocks are set to be successful the rest of the year. Because if you can't do it against UL Monroe, I think there's going to be a lot of eyebrows raised. But I expect him to have a huge coming out party. I think he'll throw for 300-ish in that game, and I would say at least three touchdowns. So I'm expecting big things from young Quinn Ewers. But uh, the mullet has arrived in Austin. But, Bobby, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I You know, I agree with you. Um, to, I think here's here's one, one uh, note. Texas finished 18th in the country a year ago in scoring offense. I think they're going to be as good or better on offense this year. I think that um, a year ago they really, really got hurt when – Jordan Whittington went down and they had nobody else other than Xavier Worthy to really pick up the pieces in the passing game. Uh, Casey Thompson played most of the year with a hurt thumb. Uh, Hudson Card just wasn't ready. Uh, Texas finished the year 18th overall in the country in scoring offense. Louisiana Monroe, 110 in scoring offense. So uh, a couple of questions that, that Texas fans want answered is just how good is this offense going to be or can it be as they see it mature? And I, I think you're you hit something on the head, uh, nail on the head, when you said uh, that they don't want to see steps backwards. They want to see the building blocks for success, so that they don't they're not going. You know, Alabama's coming up. Look, I mean, you can try to hide that uh, and win or lose that game, they get going in Big Twelve conference play in a month, and so uh, Texas has to do that, uh, but. Uh, with a the 110 ranked 10th ranked offense coming in, Texas all Texas fans also know they need a much better defense than a year ago, and so the precision of the offense is one por portion. The overall ability and uh, cohesiveness of the defense is really what I'm looking forward to as well on that side of the ball. It's not so much big plays on defense as is, as it is just assignment football and making sure you're not giving up big plays and not giving up like seven, eight yard runs on first down that puts you behind the chains on defense. It just, uh, I think that's as a fan uh, for Texas, what I would be most interested in, in learning from this game. Terry Bowden's got two new coordinators, JD, uh, coming into this game. So, you know, what does that really mean? Vic Canning is one of them. Uh, former, he's going to run the three, three, five, which is the same type of defense, the flyover defense that Arkansas ran a year ago uh, that flummoxed Steve Sarkeesian up in Fayetteville uh, against Arkansas. So I, I, I feel like this is a big game uh, for the Longhorns, uh, not in the sense that I f expect them to lose or cover or any of that stuff. It's just the calm before the storm a little bit, but this is, this is the, now it's for keeps too, right? Uh, you mentioned uh, all of this stuff going on. Now it's for keeps. Um, real quick, uh, JD, tell people about what you're doing for on three, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I'm essentially uh, helping spearhead our national efforts on on the YouTube channel. So we have an, a show called The Hard Count comes out every single day. We do longer form shows that air on Wednesday night and Sunday night to get you ready for the college football week and then recapping the college football Saturday that was. So tomorrow night will be on air. But Everything topical national college football. So we're, we're talking Quinn Ewers and his first start at Texas. We're talking about Oklahoma and what they're going to do in this new offense. So you may not like that video quite as much if you tune into this channel. But if it's, you know, if it's happening nationally in the college football landscape, we're talking about it and working with great people like Bobby. So it's a, it's a good deal. All right. Well, I appreciate it, J.D. And good luck with everything. Catch J.D. on the hard count on YouTube.
Uh, I'm also, uh, you can find my work also on, uh, not only on, on Texas football, but also InsideTexas.com. Uh, and please, uh, we will be here in the post game on Texas football. Uh, I'll host a post game show live with Rod Babers, uh, the former All Big 12 NFL player. Uh, we'll be talking about the Longhorns and the Warhawks later tonight. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a win uh, for the Longhorns. For J.D. Pacquel, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.